Hey guys, and welcome to uh, another episode of Nonsense and Everything. But this episode is special because guess what? This episode is the first Patreon episode. Welcome to the very first Patreon episode. And for this first episode of our Patreon, um, our first content for our Patreon, sorry, I should say, uh, we decided that we were going to put our second part of our book that we wrote in fifth grade on here because um, I've heard good things from people that they really liked it. And I was like, ah, we should put some like really good content uh, for the very beginning content of our Patreon. So we're doing this. So I have none other uh, than to welcome Oliver, who wrote it with me. Oliver, I think you need to unmute, buddy. Well, you muted me, so... Oh, sorry. Well, you muted me, so that was a little rude of you. Oh, sorry, I was well, looking at bad. the audio there. I know that got a little loud. But uh, two things I'm going to say. First of all, uh, nobody has subscribed to the Patreon as of this current moment, pretty much. That's not true. Uh, two people are. Okay, well, pretty much nobody. Uh, like nobody, you know. And secondly, uh, if... They are, and they're listening to this. They kind of know that it's the first Patreon episode, so you didn't have to say that. Anyway, but yeah, I, I'm excited to be back here. Uh, I can kick you off the show at any time, so if you ever have back talk again, I'll just kick you off. Sure, do it yourself right now. Mm-hmm. I'm coming back with some sass, man. We're on the yeah. Patreon. You it's get been some a long sass time. When was, our, when was our last uh, last uh, one that we read part one? Let me check real quick. Four weeks ago is my estimate right now. That's I... yeah, four weeks ago. I bummed up last week because I watched um, uh, two movies last week when we were scheduled to do the podcast. I was like, all right, going to do it at six. That's going to be great. Then I completely forgot about it. And, and you so, left me hanging. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you didn't text cool me either. to remind me at any point. Though, no, I was going to let you sit there because I was, I, <laughs> you were always telling me, you were like, well, come on, let's film an episode. Let's film the episode. There's part two. And I was like, all right, all right. And then I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to let it sit. I'll see if he realizes. So well, now. Did- it you took you forever to finally get back to uh, doing it once again. So, I mean, I would say that those first, like, three weeks are pretty much completely on you, man. That, but, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So here we are. We're finally doing it. We are finally doing it. I am happy to be back. Well, um, so we actually did the episode, uh, it looks like, um, January 27th. Holy smokes, that was a long time. I tried to whistle there. It sort of failed. Yeah. You might want to back up from your mic just a little bit. Okay. Is this um, good? Yeah. I'm fine. I'm looking at my audio waves and they look real tiny, so I was. I thinking... know, but it sounds it sounds perfect, and I can always amp you up in post production. Alrighty, Mister Editor. <laughs> Have fun re-listening to this. Hey, uh, if if Edmund <laughs> listening to this later on when editing hears this, I just want to say that uh, thank you for all your commitment, and uh, I appreciate you. Oh. I'll not, tell him. I'll, send him I'll, I'll let him know you said so. I'm, I'm not telling you that right now. Don't. Oh. That's not okay. to you. That's okay. to you later. Uh, You'll know. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Anyways. Stop banging your mic. I'm not. Okay. Is that good? Wait. Just set it down somewhere. It is set down. You think I'm holding it? I'm cupping it with two hands, just sort of like a grem- gremlin in the closet. Like a poor man trying to cup like water. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting in my cardboard box outside. Trying to beat away the dogs as they try. Oh, and is that the wind I hear? I was wondering why it sounded so windy. <sighs> okay, is, is I'm just kidding. Are we gonna do a story here, or is this all gonna be just <laughs> personal attacks? Because... We should do like a roast episode. That would be hilarious. We just that is a new idea. Hey, hey, I gave you that idea. I get a portion of the cuts there. Okay, yeah, we'll see if we do that. Anyways, we left off on a cliffhanger. Actually, last episode we left off on um, Kai's episode. Uh, so that was pretty. Um, yeah, we left off on a cliffhanger. So, uh, yes. like you said, though, we should probably get started. Uh, we left off on Chapter 12, um, so we're going to pick up from Chapter 12. Uh, do you want to start off, or do you want me to start off? Um, Chapter... Hold on. Let me just look at something real quick. Chapter... Uh, chapter 13 is three pages. Chapter 12 is real small, though. Um, I think one person could do 12 and 13, but I wouldn't mind doing... <laughs> both if that's good with you of course yeah you can do uh, you can do both Alrighty. all right this is where it starts getting good too oh i think it's always been good but all right 
Yeah, real better. Exactly. There's always room for improvement. Right. Chapter 12. One day later. After a great deal of sleeping, Jim was ready to hit the road. He had spent all yesterday sleeping, and now he was starving. His parents had offered lunch, but Jim refused. He had caused enough trouble. He had hastily thrown on the same clothes as yesterday and drove off with nothing more than a goodbye. Jim reached for his phone and looked for any messages. There was only one. Jim read the text, then hesitated to respond. He started to reply, but a car honked and he swerved to the side. He realized the car he had almost crashed into was a military vehicle. Jim pulled over and waited to let them pass. Several more jeeps and a few military trucks, as well as two APCs, drove by. While he waited for the convoy to pass, he responded to the text. Jim turned back onto the road. He was tired of running and leaving his friends behind. He was going back. Before we go on to chapter 13, I just wanted to ask. Yeah. What is an APC? Armored personnel character. Uh, character car- carrier. Oh, okay. Right. I wasn't sure what that was. I remember we knew when we were write, writing it, I knew what it was, but I forgot since then. Yeah. But it's essentially, uh, like, I think it would be fair to call it just the middle ground between a Jeep and a tank, though that's a gross uh, oversimplification. Uh, they usually have some armament, but their primary thing is to just carry troops into combat. Oh, but, yeah. okay. Oh, okay. There you All right, go. chapter 13. That is going to come up later, so thank you for asking that question. Oh, yeah. Chapter 13. The Empire State Building glowed in the sunlight. A truck turned right, leading into a small area of shops and apartments. The truck stopped next to a run-down house with broken, boarded-up windows. Jim stepped out of the car onto the sidewalk and walked to the end of the street. The crosswalk sign turned green, signaling to walk signaling to walk that he crossed the road. Uh, Okay. He looked at the police station anxiously, hoping Matt would be there. Julie, the receptionist, looked up from her laptop. Oh, you're back, she said, standing up from her chair. I decided to come back after I got the horrible news about the hospital attack, he responded. Julie sniffed. I cried when I heard the news. Jim nodded and walked past Julie pushing open the double doors that led to the precinct. You came, said Matt, walking out the door to the interrogation room. Walking out the door of the interrogation room. Yeah, I thought it over, said Jim. Peter stepped back and walked back to his desk. Who's Peter? Ah, okay. Uh, (laughs) Who's Okay. Peter stepped back and walked back to his desk. Mm. At first thought, we thought everyone was dead at first. Then we found some pay... That word is supposed to be patience. Patience and staff alive, hiding in storage closets. I was going to text you but that there were more than three survivors, but I never got around to it, said Matt. So more than three people survived? asked Jim. Yep, eight exactly. Eight survivors, I mean, said Matt walking towards the vending machine. He pushed a quarter into the coin slot. The machine made a loud noise before dropping a Snickers bar. Matt reached in, grabbing his chocolate bar. Anyway, what happened to the survivors? asked Jim. They only had small scratches and were sent to the staff home and that patient to... and the patients to other hospitals in Queens, said Matt. Did you even let the paramedic check them out? Paramedic check. Oh boy. Did you even let the paramedic check him out? Asked Jim. Of course, it's protocol, Matt said bluntly. When they were checked, did they say anything? Asked Jim. You mean, did the paramedics ask anything? Asked Matt with a raised eyebrow. Yeah, said Jim, now sweating. No, they didn't say anything. Some people had been sent to the hospital, but others just had small scratches, said Matt. He finished his chocolate bar with another huge bite. What do you ask? Matt asked casually. My partner, uh, Carter, he was attacked by one of those things, and he just got a scratch, but after after that he completely changed. 
He returned. He turned into one of those things, man, said Jim, his eyes darting. Carter, he was your partner? Jim nodded. We got attacked by one of those things when we went to investigate a report of a strange creature. We have to go now. There might be more on the loose. Well, just slow down. So you're saying that there might be a few more out there and that there are some of the... Matt asked. Some of the... Oh, that fin that sentence just didn't get finished. <laughs> this thing attacked my partner. It was white and ugly and it had spikes pointing out from all over it, said Jim. I think whoever killed those people at the hospital was thinking that was the thing that attacked my partner, said Jim. Wait, are you joking? asked Matt. No, I'm dead serious, said Jim, sweating more than ever. We needed to go to the houses of the people that were scratched, said Jim. Why? asked Matt, confused. If someone is so much as scratched by one of those things, they slowly turn into one. We have to go now, Jim said frantically. Jim grabbed Matt's arm and dragged him into the car. He started the car and he drove off. You know what I noticed as we're reading this? There's a lot of like unfinished sentences and yeah. also a lot of um incorrect like uh what's it called? Like sentences grammar. like or grammar but um what's it called? Like um There punctuation, there aren't commas. Yeah, punctuation, so it's like you can't tell who's talking. Yeah, I that's I was I apologize to the audience if there is anyone because I was stumbling over all that there, but you know what uh, I'm thinking of? Yeah. I'm going to officially announce this. After we finish reading this, I'm going to release the book on the Patreon as well. That would be nice so people can read along. That's yeah, after though, because we don't want people reading ahead and then they get thrown off. Oh, that is true. Spoilers. So, You're so absolutely right. After, after we finish, we'll do that. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I mean, that uh, basically just sets off that there's... I guess more I or more uh, of those things running right. around. That was yeah. Are you messing with your mic? Boy, no, I'm not. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I look. I'm not touching it. I just turned on my camera. You can see it's right there. It's weird because I keep hearing like it sounds like you're you're hitting it. Maybe that's just the air current. I'll try and breathe off to the side. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> no, but okay. yeah. Um. I don't know. That was that boy. That was confusing. We need we needed some structure. If I were to that, give that, any evidence, I'd be like, okay, just say things once, please. Make them make sense. For real. All right. I really. I want to. I want to move on really bad. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna read chapter fourteen. Okay. Well, beforehand, can we do one person reads voices and does sound effects? Because I think last time that. Well, I mean, okay. Come on. We did that last time, but then we went into reading individually. Well, okay. So. I had a lot to focus on, and I was so confused. The font is very small. I'm going to try and zoom in a little bit. You there can zoom in. You didn't know you can zoom in? I know I can zoom in. I'm just, like, here trying to micromanage all this stuff, and it's it's irritating. But, I don't know. It's, yeah, yeah. I feel it's just a lot more off your plate if I'm reading the voices and vice versa. No? No. We'll do maybe later on. I, I kind of like just doing like the individual chapters. All right, good luck. Well, luckily for you, this one was written by me, so it's going to be well written. Uh huh. So, okay, we'll see how far. We'll see. We'll see. That really sounded like one of your chapters I was reading there. So <laughs> it probably was, honestly. I'm not gonna lie. There straight up were not words at certain. And who is Peter? Who on, is Peter? Dude, I think I was trying to write a new character, and what I did is I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna add a new character." Okay, Peter's gonna be his name, and I just totally forgot that Peter was the character. So I was like, "You know what? It's Matt and James, or whoever the other guys." You um, you went on lunch break, and then you came back, and you were like, "What was I doing?" Yeah. Oh yeah, I was writing a story yeah, between exactly. these two that's already exactly established characters. Nobody do. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. <sighs> yeah. Hopefully, it gets better. Uh, chapter fourteen. All right. All right. <laughs> The heavy machine gun rattled as the APC bounded, bounced on the bumpy road. What time is it, sir? Sean asked. LT looked at his watch. Oh, 100 hours. We're making good time. Sean nodded. He tapped his feet together impatiently. His sweaty hand gripped the handle of his HK-416. He wiped it off on his camouflage pants. Impatiently, he glanced out the view slit on the side. Are we there yet? For cripe's sake, Morgan. I haven't been counting, but geez, I swear that's the 50th time you've asked us, Private McCarthy replied. 
LT chuckled lightly. Calm down, LT said. We're almost there anyway. Sean gazed outside again. This time he could see the edge of what he thought was New York City. LT knocked on the top of Private Lewis's helmet, which had fallen over his eyes. Hey, Lewis. Wake up, buddy. We're almost there. PVT Lewis, Private Lewis, sorry, grunted and rose, yawning as he got up. He looked around. What time is it? He asked. McCarthy was interrupted suddenly when the driver slammed on the brakes. The APC jolted forward as it stopped. Whoa! LT unbuckled and stood up and walked to the front. Why have we stopped? LT asked the driver. There's an overturned bus up ahead. Can't get past. Got it. Sit tight. He turned back around. Men, we've potentially got several injured up ahead. Private McCarthy, tell the other drivers what's going on. Lewis, Morgan, Frigginson, you're with me. They exited the APC and walked toward the overturned bus. A few of the windows were broken on the top, making an easy route to enter. The front of the bus had clearly suffered from great impact. It was all crumpled up like an aluminum foil and concave so that there was no available entrance in the front. Sean wondered why the bus had flipped like this. Lewis, get up on top, LT ordered. Yes, sir, Private Lewis responded. He slung his M4 carbine over his back and used the air vent on what used to be the top of the bus to climb up. He grabbed a hold of the ledge and pulled himself on top. He gained balance and stood on the top of the bus, looking down through one of the windows. Oh, God. Sir, there's... Suddenly, the glass below him shattered, and he tumbled through with a yell. The startled group raised their guns. Private Lewis, respond! Respond! A high-pitched screech echoed out of the bus. Set up a perimeter around the bus, LT ordered. What resembled an arm smashed through the bottom of the bus, almost catching Sean by the vest. LT grabbed Sean's arm and pushed as hard as he could, shoving him off to the side, just in the nick of time. Ferguson blasted several holes near the arm, and it suddenly felt limp. LT sprayed a few more rounds into the bus, but the screaming continued. Screeching, sorry. <laughs> Private Morgan, are you injured? Analyze! LT shouted into his face. Sean looked down at himself. A pale spike was sticking in his vest but it wasn't in his skin. I'm fine. Sean got up and aimed his gun at the bus. Get me on a radio with HQ. I need answers, LT shouted. Move it. All right, I also just realized that, um, so I, LT is actually lieutenant, isn't it? Okay, I was just reading LT, but I got, for some reason, I got uh, private, right? I just didn't get LT, which is lieutenant, but I'm just going to keep reading as LT because thus, um, by the way, these whole years, I always thought it was just LT. I just thought that was his name. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you thought it was like CJ or something. Lieutenant. <laughs> well, I mean, it still works as LT. I mean, that's it, mm. that sort of military jargon. No, when when I when you wrote this scene, like slang. I always imagined like it was like uh, was what can I compare it yeah. to? Um, basically, like it's like pouring rain. It's like foggy. It's like dark. And like there's just like I always imagine that when it for some reason when you when you wrote oh. the scene like have you seen the uh, the Planet of the Apes series? You seen the first one? I think I watched like one or two movies. There's a scene uh, where no, um, I don't think so. The no. apes like are on the bridge and they're attacking um, the government, and it's like it's like foggy and stuff like that. And, like imagine that scene, I but think like I it's did dark see that and scene it's specifically. rainy. Like that's how I imagine the scene. Yeah. Okay, interesting. I I pretty much imagine like just the opposite, like just relatively clear skies, like moderately really? sunny, and they're just sort of on the open road. Hmm. So I mean, that's yeah, I, that's sort of neat. That just I, guess so. I somehow put that in your the head. I guess art of writing. Yeah. See, great writer, great writer right here. All right. Oh, Ooh, yeah. chapter fifteen is one of our longer ones. Uh, well, next chapter. It's not long, but for us, it's long because how short our chapters usually are. Scroll a little bit. Well, it's what two and like a third pages. Um, You just read three pages, I think. Technically, three pages. Yeah. Or how many? Okay. Well, all right. This one's mine, I do believe. Okay. I, Ooh, this I one feel is like I wrote good this one too. Um, 
I think I remember writing this one because I was like, I kind of wanted to write like a chapter uh, for like the bus driver who they got fucked over the bus. Oh, that's all oh, right. Right. Okay. I'm wow. thinking of okay. a chapter later on. <laughs> Never mind. This one's not good. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm uh-huh. kidding. I just had to. Dude, do I that. when I went I'm, when I was I'm in school today, today um, somebody told why, me that they're I like for some reason everybody later. just felt really off today. Like everyone felt mean. It is strange. This, uh, for those of you that don't know, um, this is being recorded on a Friday. That's usually uh, our schedule. Or no, Wednesday. we recorded on a Wednesday last time, didn't we? Okay. Well, it yeah, would be our usual blow, schedule if we did this like normally, time. but yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. We've both taken a couple of pot shots at each other. I'm just going to get to reading it. I don't want to leave you on the winning note there, but whatever. I'll get you next time. Chapter 15. Stefan itched a small scratch on his hand. He had no idea what the thing was, why it had attacked, and why the scratch wouldn't go away. All he knew was that the cops either knew something that they didn't want anyone else to know, or that they themselves had no idea either. All of this had been told to him, was that he should go back home, go on with his normal life, and not tell anyone about what he saw. And that he did. He was driving the bus from Morristown after dropping off a load of passengers when he'd started feeling uneasy. A sleeping sensation came over him, and he quickly downed a cup of coffee to compensate. He should probably be getting that wound checked. A car honked loudly as he passed it. He had slightly veered into the car's lane. He blinked his eyes open and turned to stay on his side. He felt sick and tired. He could pull over, but he wanted to at least finish this trip. He needed to keep going. There were kids waiting to go home after their long week at boot camp. They were all exhausted. It had been his fault for being late to pick them up, and now he had to drop them off. He had to suck it up for the kids. After 30 minutes in traffic... He couldn't handle it anymore. His nose was already bleeding, and his stomach pains had dramatically increased. He pulled his walkie-talkie from the overhead. Need somewhere to stop. I don't feel so good. I might pass out, Stefan said. Okay, by the looks of your GPS, you're only miles away from the bus depot. Just enter and tell them what's up. They'll take care of the kids, said the man on the other end. Uh, oh. It would be at least another thirty minutes before he would reach the depot. Stefan's mouth filled with blood, and he coughed, wiping off the blood from his lips. There was no pain, but the bleeding didn't stop. Stefan noticed a sharp pain in his right arm all of a sudden, and looked down to notice a piece of raised skin. He shoved his fingers over the raised skin, feeling a weird sharp thorn like a hump on his skin. He ignored it and continued in traffic, setting up his GPS to the nearest bus depot. Stefan held his stomach as he laid on the cold, dirty side of the bus, broken glass cutting on his arm, students surrounding him, looking worried. The bus had flipped, but luckily no one was seriously injured. All Kyle 911, said a boy with long, dirty blonde hair, pulling out a smartphone. All call two, said another. All Stefan could do was groan and moan, wishing he had called in sick. A tooth fell out, then another. His eyes began to decrease in size, becoming smaller than tacks. The students backed up, watching in horror as their bus driver turned into a terrifying creature with long nails, white skin, black small eyes, and spikes sticking out all over. Woo! All right, Edmund. I, yeah, I gotta say... Eh. Well, no offense, I did come in here with low expectations, but that was a good chapter. Yeah, you darn tootin' it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yo. And then that's how that's how the bus, obviously, that's how the bus flipped over. And then was... the next right. chapter is, like, the picks up from, like, after the bus flips over. I feel like that was straight-up good writing, too, because you did yes. multiple, like, what were essentially jump cuts, if we're talking film terms. Yeah, I was... Different <laughs> points in this guy's progression, so he didn't have to watch an entire infection take place all over again. Yeah, I you like know, that. I also noticed when I'm reading these different chapters, it, it yeah. looks like everybody, like, uh, 
everybody responds to the infection differently. Right. Like some people turn like super quick and like other people turn like really slowly. I, I do like that randomness. And this guy, his teeth went first. I think yeah. the, the other guy started getting like all his spines coming out first and then his teeth and his. Right. Like, I, I think I do notice the pattern that the eyes seem to change last, like their eyes glaze over and turn black and that's mm. when you know they're done. Yeah, I kind of hate, but also like how inconsistent it is. It is. It is. Because nice. it's like, I mean, it, I kind of wanted to make it like the flu. Like, not everybody gets the flu the same way. Right. I kind of want to make it like, I mean, if, for example, if, you're, if we're talking like a zombie movie, like World War Z, like every it's everything's the same. You have like a certain amount of time before you turn into a zombie. Right. You get attacked by a certain, like, every, so I was like, kind of wanted to make it different. Um. So that's why I think we ended up doing that. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to do a spoiler here. Yeah, I guess we'll no. read it later on. But I think a good thing that we did well was we, uh, we we kept new stuff happening. Like so, yeah. first of all, we immediately got into the action pretty much, and secondly, it's not just the same old stuff. It's like okay, well now that this is it, it's the it's the remainder of the episode of this TV show where you pretty much see them battle that threat and then they figure it out and it's all done good. No, exactly. new stuff rises up, and that's I think we did that real well. Yeah, I think we did. Pretty confident. Yeah. yeah. That was a good chapter. But I think now one of mine is up next, if I do say oh, so. Oh, that's going to like blow mine out of the water. Uh, well, okay. Hold on. Just lower your expectations real quick, because oh, I don't okay. want you to yeah, crap on it when I'm like, done. Yeah, let me just turn down all the way right now. There you go. All right, just down. drop those suckers to zero. They're, like, they're low. Like, they're low, low, low. Real low. Do some limbo they're, they're with those so expectations. Oh, Honestly. Yeah. It's like limbo in, in Inception. All it's the like way to the limbo. floor. Like it's low. Yep. Like it's so low that you forget you even are living in a dream low. Go thousands of feet below sea level with those expectations. Honestly, like that, yeah, I would see the megalodon low. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Giant squids are attacking your expectations how low 100%. they are. Yeah. I feel like a sperm whale just going after those squids. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> enough, enough of that. Um, well, yeah. Good chapter. Uh, anything Good chapter. else to say? Honestly, no. I'm ready to get into the next one. I feel like we've actually, versus the first episode, we've actually kept a more accurate pace or consistent pace in reading our chapters. I feel like in the other one, we talked a little bit too long on the chapters and we didn't get as many chapters in. Hmm. But I feel like we're actually keeping good pace and we're only only half an hour, so we have like a bunch of time left too. Oh, yeah. uh, Would you want to consider going for like a while longer than next time? Because I have water. I'm good to go. I won't have to. Honestly, uh, it's a Friday. I got no bedtime. A... So I'm able to go as long as I feel like I'm able sure. to go. And you can split this into multiple episodes. You can give them one too. next week. Yeah, I could. Okay. I could. Well, that's a plan for now, it seems, at least. All, All right. right. All right, let's move on to chapter 16. Let's get it. Number, well, how do you say it in Spanish? Hold on. I got to figure this out. I want to say it in Spanish. I think it's. I won't tell you. DCCS? DCCS? There it is. Okay. I think it's DCCS. We're just going to say that. And if it's wrong, I'm sorry to my Latino or Mexican or Hispanic, whatever you are, listeners. Okay. I think that's how I say it. I can't pronounce with the accent right now over podcast. It's for some reason. DCCS. I sound white. Never mind. Let's just keep going. Chapter 16. Say it in Icelandic too. This is this. No, no. 16 in Icelandic. Never mind. All right, let's go. That's about right. (laughs) Ready when you are. You're reading it. Oh, right. Duh. Okay. (laughs) By the way, I, I by the way, just to let you know, I, I can actually edit this. So like, um, if you need to like, if you mess up or whatever, because these are recording uh separate tracks. So like, your track is separate than mine. So if yeah. you say something while I'm reading, or you mess up, or you make a loud noise, or whatever, that can be edited out. So don't worry about that. That's real neat. Okay. I'll, All right. I will. I'll stop holding my farts in. <laughs> okay. All right. Chapter sixteen. Lt grabbed the satellite phone that was handed to him. It started to rain heavily, and the screen was wet, making it hard to read who was he who he was talking to. Yes, the traffic is secure. We diverge it to another line away from the scene, said LT to the phone. The voice on the other end crackled in static and responded just loud enough for LT to hear. Yes, sir. Right away. Sir. Got it. LT hung up and handed the phone to one of his men beside him. The screeching in the bus had not stopped since then. Every time the team approached the bus, the screeching grew louder. The rain didn't help the situation either. If anything, it had made it harder. Its men, LT's men, sorry, were surrounding the truck, ready to kill anything if it came out of the broken windows on top. 
but LT had ordered his men not to throw any grenades in. LT didn't know if there were any survivors inside the bus. Move in, ignore the sounds. Take any shots necessary, shouted LT into the rain. Three men loaded their guns and took careful steps toward the bus, keeping aim. A loud screech erupted from somewhere nearby, and the three men gripped their guns. The rain poured now, making a loud interference with the orders LT was giving for the communication devices strapped on, to, strapped to the insides of their helmets. You two go around and go in from the top, said one of the three, motioning with his hand. The group split up, heading in opposite directions. Sly, one of the three, swung his gun over his shoulder and began to climb up to the bus, up the bus, placing his foot on the side of the bus. When he got on top, the other two men were waiting, rain soaking their uniforms. They made their way to the bus door and kicked it, breaking the glass. Sly kicked until the door bashed in with a loud crash. The three men jumped in one by one until they all stood there inside the bus looking around. Sly took the first step forward. The plastic seats of the bus were torn and splattered with blood. Sly pointed his flashlight that was attached to his gun at the blood-splattered seat. Nothing. The other two men followed Sly and turned on their flashlights that were attached to their guns. It was dark as night. The only light came from the flashlights. Sly pointed his gun to the back of the bus, only to notice the exit door was open. They got out, said Sly, looking to the other two men. Sly now understood why anyone else had not contacted them while inside of the bus. Move! Outside now, yelled Sly, running towards the exit door. The two men followed, breathing heavily. When they reached outside, they rushed towards the military trucks. Sly noticed blood smeared on the side of one of the camouflage trucks. We're too late, said Sly, walking around the truck. A body lay on the ground, with deep gash marks on his back. Oh God, LT! Sly bent down to take his pulse, although he already knew he was dead. Sly felt a pulse, so small it was almost unrecognizable. The arm of LT flew backwards, hitting Sly in the throat. Blood filled his mouth. The cold, limp body rose, his arm moving back and, for back and forth and making weird sounds, like the one that came from the bus. LT, it's me, said Sly, wiping the blood from his mouth. Spikes pointed out all over and his skin grew white. LT lashed out, knocking Sly's gun away. LT, stop, yelled Sly, as LT lashed this time, pushing Sly to the ground. LT's head flew to the right as Josh, one of the three men, slammed his gun to his head. LT fell to the ground unconscious. You okay? asked Josh. What the heck happened? asked Sly. He reached up and grabbed Josh's outstretched hand. If those things scratch you, become one of them. That's what happened here. The rest of the team must have turned and scattered. Can we save them? asked Sly, looking down at LT's limp body. I don't know. We have to keep moving, though. Josh slung his gun over his shoulder. Where? asked Sly. Anywhere but here. Hold on. Where's Mac? asked Sly, worrying that he might have been attacked too. Over here, guys, said Mac, waving his arm. If we're gonna leave, we have to take the we have to take a truck. It's safer than walking. We don't know if those things are out there, said Matt. Mac opening a truck door and climbing in. Well, don't just stand there, you two, let's go. Sly and Josh jogged over to the truck and got in. We need to warn the city about this, said Josh, taking off his hat. No, it needs to be kept secret. Can't scare them. We'll throw them into chaos. People deserve to know what's happening, yelled Josh, his fist tightening. We'll tell them, just not right now. We need to know what we're dealing with first, Mac responded. The group climbed into the truck. But when will we tell them? asked Sly. Soon, answered Mac. He turned on the headlights and began to drive off. I think that chapter actually is what I thought the rain came from. Yeah, because uh, you wrote it. Yeah, I did. I noticed just now as I was going, no indentation. And because these this book spans so many years, I honestly can't even know if that's like fifth grade writing or freshman year writing. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Well, freshman. I don't know how much we did in freshman year. I think if anything, we only touched it up. But there, yeah, it still is a wide span. It's like uh, late fourth grade to the end of eighth grade. Pretty much, we were writing this, so yeah. it could be like. Yeah, and we didn't really go back to things too often to redo them, so yeah, for sure there's a lot of differences. But this one, this chapter, oh boy, I <laughs> do have some issues. 
What? So, okay, they're inside the bus, right? Right. They don't hear the men outside screaming, uh, being attacked, uh, firing their guns, perhaps. Uh, also, you said the screeching gets louder as they approach and stuff, but then it just stops at one point, apparently, I guess. Or yeah. maybe the creatures are smart enough to figure out how to uh, record it on a phone and just play it on loop. Because, like, that never got mentioned that it cut off okay, all the sudden so or anything. Here's my, here was my, my, um, the logic I went with. Yeah. I thought it was like, okay, it's raining loud enough. It can cover the screams. Yeah. But then I was thinking, I was like, it can't cover a gunshot. What was I thinking? So it most likely definitely shot when he attacked. And my whole thing was like, oh, he learned to be quiet so that he could sneak out the back door. But I was like, I honestly don't know. I don't know what I was thinking with this. I was like, I just want to make this sound cool. I think it, uh, I don't know. Well, yeah. I what I do like is you did establish some new characters, though. We did sort of repeat the thing of uh, the dude has a mentor, and that mentor gets infected and tries to kill him, and you know, Carl yeah, Jim sort of do deal. That. <laughs> yeah, we did that beginning with the cop, and now we're doing this again. Right. How many times do we do Part this? Part two. Hopefully, hopefully this is the last. But hopefully this is the last. I imagine they all have like a group meeting at the end where it's like they lost their partners and they come together. It's like an Alcoholics Anonymous group, but they're all <laughs> people that lost their mentor figures to them being infected. Why are you here? I lost, I lost my mentor. Why are you here? I lost my mentor too. Oh my god, what, uh, po, why are you here? Um, <laughs> you know, same old, same old, same old, same old. Lost my mentor. Mm. Well, all right. Yeah. Interesting chapter. But now... Very interesting chapter. Now stuff is happening. Now there's... Stuff gets real. You you put some morals into this, which I do like. It's like, we got to tell the city. Even though it's like... I feel like we might have uh, written this more early on because I feel like, uh, you know, at this point, and maybe at 8th grade 2, we can now realize, uh, yeah, no, it's not really worth arguing whether you tell the city or not because um if you do people are just gonna panic and everything i mean yeah exactly i mean and look at traffic's COVID. gonna be horrible people and that's gonna be... panicked and then they started just taking like ridiculous amounts of toilet paper right yeah i was about to say let's not get political but yeah no the toilet paper thing that was just idiocy covid right is not political covid happened well certain parts but you're right you're right but yeah I, you do have the morals, and you, you do it that way. You establish them as characters. You get Josh being like, people deserve to know what's happening. And then you get Mac, this calm guy that's like, nah, bruh. And Slicer in the middle. Got some dilemmas going on. We'll see if they surface later. I bet not. But, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, honestly, I know we kill off a lot of characters. I'm not sure who. I can't remember. Well, that's pretty much just you, but... Yeah. Well, I killed. Out. I love. I don't know why killing off characters just made there's like so much power, and it was like you get attached to a character and then boom they're gone. Because I remember I was reading the reason I did that is because I remember I was reading like a bunch of books at that time, yeah. and every character I would fall in love with would just die, mm. <laughs> would just die, and it was irritating because it was like come on, like I just got attached to this character. You, like you, you know what, what's infamous for that? You know what's infamous for that? Uh, Game of Hunger Thrones. Games. Okay, different thinking. But okay. Hunger Games did that like a lot. I mean, when they killed off, uh, what's his name? Finnick? Not Finnick. That's Maze Runner. Um, Minnow? I think. It was, no, was Minnow? That's Maze Runner too. Oh my god! You know what? I'm going with Maze Runner. When I they killed off Maze Runner, yeah. shush. When they killed off Finnick in the final book, I got so mad, and then I was like, "Oh, are they gonna kill off Minnow? I can't remember if they do. They probably did." James Dashner is a meanie. Okay, don't kill off your good characters. Only I can do that. Okay. I took it off as like coping. It was a coping mechanism. Well, I mean, well, first of all, uh, let me then. go back ahead and uh, like edit in a uh, disclaimer, uh, warning, uh, spoilers ahead for Maze Runner. But no, uh, that movie and those books have been out for years. If people haven't seen them, get a life. Go watch the movies. Okay. Well, didn't you just see the trailer for the new one coming out? Just dropped two hours ago. Haha. <laughs> oh, you got me there. I was like, did I really your, miss your that? Your face went stone cold for a second. I was like, what? 
But yeah. Him back. Well. Or when they I, killed off Chuck in the first movie or the book. Oh my god, it was terrible. I do not know any of this. I've read none okay. of those books. You should actually read. Them. I've read the first three. They're really, really good. Okay. They're better than the movie. Uh, the movies are really good. The second one was my favorite movie. It was great. The books were even better. You know, mm. as usual, as per usual. I only watched the third movie, and I had no context, and I was confused. <laughs> that was stupid of you. Correct. You should have watched the first one, not the second. Speaking the of being stupid, chapter 17. I wrote this one, and I'm reading it, so okay. that's interesting. Maybe I can compliment myself afterwards, and that'll be great. All right. All righty. All righty. Or we could just do that every person reads the other person's chapters, but then I'd be reading way too much, so we're not doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Chapter 17. Sly shifted his helmet off his eyes as the truck cruised down the bumpy road. Where are we going? Sly... Okay, I'm going to retake that. You said about the editing earlier. Where are we going? Sly asked in a tired voice. Queens, said Mac. I heard this part of the city was crap, Josh mumbled. Okay, I'm going to retake that as well. Heard this part of the city was crap, Josh mumbled. Sly turned to him angrily. So, what, you'd rather be back with whatever those things were? Josh ignored him. My one-bedroom apartment was better than this, Josh grumbled. As the truck bounced up and down on the cracked road, the rain continued to fall. Out of nowhere, something jumped out in front of the truck, and Mac couldn't avoid it. Holy crap, Mac yelled. The sound of something cracking filled their ears. Uh, what did we just run over? Asked Sly frantically. All of them stepped out to take a look at what they'd hit. It's one of those things we ran into at the bus prom. We made it all the way over here. All Sly could see was a sudden flash of white, and then Mac fell to the ground, screaming. Help! yelled Mac as the creature raised its hand to strike. Josh fired a small three-round burst directly in the creature's thigh as Sly watched in shock. The creature pounced onto Josh, tackling him to the ground as, his, as its thigh bled. It bit into his shoulder, though Josh couldn't see any blood pouring out from his arm. Get off me, you ugly thing, yelled Josh. He punched the creature frantically, but only succeeded in battering his knuckles bloody. Sly dashed over, pistol drawn, and kicked over the creature. He shot it multiple times, unloading his whole magazine on it until it lay there, not moving. Okay, okay. We did it again, didn't we? Maybe. I don't know. Just keep reading. Keep reading. Okay. Uh, Sly reached out his hand to pull Josh up. The group jumped back into the truck and drove off in silence. You guys ever seen a zombie movie? Asked Sly, breaking the silence. Yeah. Once saw one when I was 12 or something. Why? Asked Josh. I mean, don't you kind of think these creatures are kind of like zombies? Said Sly. Zombies don't and won't ever exist. I'm sure it's just some kind of virus. Plus, people just don't die and come back to life as man-eating monsters. Said Josh, bandaging his knuckles to stop the bleeding. They've been viruses, virus attacks similar to this before, but nothing like this. The only one close to this was when rabies broke out and infected a lot of people, making them aggressive towards each other. You don't think the virus from back then was mutated into what we have now, do you? Asked Sly. Josh gave Sly a sharp look. That's outrageous. Viruses like influenza have the ability to mutate, but stuff like rabies doesn't change that much. While an outbreak of a disease like this doesn't make any sense, I bet some other country has something to do with it. If anything, this is biological warfare. Okay, I'm going to retake that. If anything, this is biological warfare. Because we've been mobilized, I bet other investigators have as well, and are trying to figure out what the disease's origins are as we speak. Maybe it is biological warfare. But my guess is that the way that this is made by using strands of rabies. Mac turned around in his seat, tired of the bickering coming from his colleagues. You know what I think, Sly? I think you've seen too many horror movies. Josh grinned a little and Sly chuckled, but Mac couldn't help but wondering if Josh was right. If this was really biological warfare, 
That could mean that numerous other cities had suffered similar outbreaks. From what he had seen, it would spread too quickly and extremely. Gonna retake that. From what he had seen, it would spread quickly and was extremely deadly. The virus could mean the end of the United States. Okay, just off the bat, I have to say this is one of my favorite chapters already. I do think we might have shared this chapter because I don't remember writing a whole argument between the two characters. I and like we, the argument. I feel like it gives them personality. That that is true, which is a thing, which is a type of thing you would write, wouldn't it? Because uh, mm-hmm. of you know, just looking at last chapter, the one just before chapter fourteen, fifteen. Chapter I definitely think we co- uh, we 16. collaborated on this chapter. Yeah, I think I do remember, right? I see indentation, which I don't see in a lot of your chapters, I think. But then mm-hmm. again, I don't see capitalization, which I do see in your chapters. So maybe I just came through and edited a little and indented stuff. I'm not going to give not any sure. spoilers away, but right. in this book, how do I say this? At the end of this book, when you get to the end of it, you're going to be reading it and you're going to be like, you're still going to question where this virus came from. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Well, we did have plans for a book, too. We did. But you know what? That's out the window. No, no, no. Screw that. Here's a bit of optimism. We do have plans for book, too. No, we did. If this Patreon gets enough people (laughs) on it, if they're... Okay, you you have to. You have to do a $1,000 a month tier level. Oh, my gosh. If somebody does that, we're writing part two. And it has to be at least just as long. I had my headphones on backwards. No, I'm not going to do a thousand a month, but I will do uh, ten dollars a month to support us in writing a book too, because that takes so okay. much time. And then you literally just lowered the price of it. What do you mean? What do you mean? What? I was like thousand dollars a month, and you were like, no, "That's absurd. We'll do it for cheaper." If we're actually gonna do it, we're gonna do it for ten dollars a month or fifteen dollars a month, because that stuff is so expensive. So, so you're Next thinking? Expensive, sorry, time consuming. If one they person, really love it at the end, and they really want a book too, pay the fifteen dollars, ten dollars a month. I feel we'll like pay, pay it if someone pays a thousand dollars for one month. It's like we it, we're set Nobody's for life. Nobody's going to pay a thousand. Exactly. So we won't have to ever do it. Do you want to write a part two? Because what I hey, had heard was if you I'm didn't. making ten to fifteen dollars a month, bro. I don't have to work again. I'm just kidding. I have to work. <laughs> I just don't have to work. But yeah. Well, um, here's anyways. the. Here's the deal. Someone could just as easily do ten, fifteen dollar a month tier for like one month and then leave. What do you do then? Nobody's going to do it. All right. Oh, I'm glad you even don't have high optimism for your Patreon. But anyways, this is this next chapter is I wrote. I really want to read this one because it actually gives a history to our book somewhat. Wait, what? We actually throw this history out later on, but no, no, wait. I have never before seen this chapter. Who? What? Back up. Yes, we have. I'm no okay. I'm reading cha- what chapter. 18? I'm reading it. It's I wrote it. No, I'm just looking through it right now. I have never seen this chapter before. When did you add Dude, this? Dude, literally, this has been in like the f- beginning stages. Well, oh, you're about to hear about it now. Chapter okay. 18, which New takes place in Shinjuku, Japan, a really cool place I found up in J- in Japan, which has a Godzilla-themed hotel. That's the only reason why it takes place in Shinjuku, Japan, Dang. not just regular Japan. Anyways, that's just a fun fact. Wow. Joel walked through the long corridor, corridor, ready to meet the people of the board. The board had said that Fraser had left the country and moved to New York City without say and started working on a cure for cancer, illegally. He called the project Project Possible. The board was trying to take over Fraser's project and put Fraser out of business. They claimed that since they inspired the idea of a cure for an incurable disease, they owned the rights for any possible future cure. The man stopped in front of the two double doors. He took in a deep breath and pushed open the doors. Finally, said the old man sitting at the end of the table. He had dark hair and a long flabby face, which made him look like a walrus. His eyes were small and lazy, but they had their, but had their full attention trained on Joel. Sit down, the man said, motioning with his hand towards a chair. The neatly dressed man sat down, opening his suitcase to pull out some vanilla folders. Joel Martin, welcome to the board. Let's begin, shall we? Said a younger man next to the walrus man. Just want to clarify real quick, I said suitcase, and that's what I wrote, but I meant briefcase. Anyways, 
Now, the younger man began. I am aware that your client disobeyed clearly stated regulations. He stole formulas from the company and has been absent for a week. He paused, clearly waiting for Joel to make his defense. When I first thought of, of the idea for a cure, everyone thought it was crazy. I even came up with a formula, but it failed. I was ridiculed. I tried many times to obtain the rights for a cure, but every time they turned me down. But then finally they said yes. Do you understand why we need to find Fraser? Asked the young man. No, said Joel. Okay, I'll tell you then. Fraser, who has the cure, the one we pitched and own, made it without the rights. We own it, not him, said the walrus man, raising his voice. He leaned forward and pressed his finger down on the desk hard, as if to punctuate his point. Joel nodded. I understand that he doesn't have the legal rights, but why do you want this cure so badly? Can't you just create the same cure? said Joel. Have you been listening? He stole our files that hide all that information, said the old man, pounding his fists on the table. I understand, but there's nothing I or you can do, said Joel. The old man glared at Joel angrily, but knew his situation was hopeless. What if Fraser isn't trying to create a cure? What if he's trying to make a cure for something else? What are you implying? Maybe he's working on a case of rabies. After the rabies war broke out back in 2004, they tried to cure it, and they failed. There are still cases around today. Maybe, just maybe, he's trying to make a working cure. You ever thought of that? And maybe he didn't tell the board because he didn't want you to steal his idea. The board self fell silent. Have you contacted Dr. Fraser recently? asked Walrus Man. No. I tried. He didn't respond. Walrus Man fixed his glasses and looked down at the papers neatly stacked on his desk. Well, since we cannot speak directly to Mr. Fraser, then I will hold off the trial until he's found and made available. The younger man sighed and nodded. Have a good day. Thank you for coming. You may leave now. Joel stood up and put his fold away his folders. Have a nice day, he said as he walked out the doors. All right, this 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 chapter is just terrible. Like honestly, I had no medical or medical. I had no uh, legal knowledge at all. I just wrote what sounded right in a five year old mind yeah. or a ten year old mind. So this is like a hundred percent inaccurate of what actually happens. Well, okay, okay, okay. Here's the thing: don't discredit yourself. For once, I'm gonna be the one defending you, even when you're not. Uh, I I like that. I like that. You, okay, you had good character descriptions and stuff. You clearly, the walrus man, the walrus man, asked the walrus man. Uh, that that was neat. Oh, so uh, I want to clarify before you, well, before you can, I want to clarify. Yeah. Um, so obviously rabies is eradicated nowadays. It's not a problem as nearly as much as it used to be, which in the real world, is, it was a problem. It was eradicated. There's a cure for it. Um, this sword took a twist where uh, rabies was never actually cured. It was never able to be eradicated. So now it's actually still a prevalent problem. That's is, continue. Is that what the rabies war is about? Yeah. Okay. I was like, is that a thing? I've never heard of that. A no. rabies war, huh? No, that's just you bullcrapping. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry, beep beeping. Uh, don't want to offend your uh, two-year-old audience. Uh, anyway, I also did like. Um, I do want to mention though. Actually, uh, didn't we? Didn't we have a phrase, uh, Fraser, a chapter early on where, like, there was a Dr. Fraser mentioned that was, like, the first chapter that I, was an epilogue, I, and it immediately know. spoiled where the disease came from because he was like, I made the cure, and then he immediately died and transformed into a yeah, monster. Yeah, I don't know if we ended up adding that in the end or if we completely removed that. Oh, so you you might have moved it. I'm not sure. We'll find out, honestly. I actually don't remember. I think not because I remember I put some uh, epilogue uh, chapters at the end. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah. We'll see if they're still there, considering you're editing. But uh, yeah, no, I I do remember this. I I do like this though because they were literally just discussing, so it's fresh in the reader's mind. Uh, rabies, and then you're putting it here, so uh, readers are like, "Whoa, okay, well that's it." But then yeah, I, think... I was trying to add like, a little history to the world of of in, of uh, of in in uh, what's it called? Unspecified fear. Terrible name, by the way. I don't know why I named it that. Let's call it the infection, because that's yeah, we'll the, call it, we're going to call it the for. infection. We're bringing back the OG name. The OG name, heck yeah. 
the infection. Oh yeah, I I did like that chapter. It was a nice little break from uh, that weird action that was going on, and then it paid off some certain things, and it set up a potential origin. Though I think, should I spoil this? It's not much of a spoiler. Later on at the end, I give. Um, you can cut this out later, Edmund. It's fine. No, if you we're not want cutting to. this out. That's too much editing. I, no, I don't put, spoil anything. I put in oh my God. Uh, other potential origins for where it could have come from. Is that too much? Yeah, no, that's a little... T- nah, that's fine. It's fine. Okay. They won't know what the origins are. Exactly. I, to be honest, we don't even know what the origin is. That's we haven't I, actually come with a conclusion yet. I think we each had our own ideas, which is why we sort of made this When you think it's of, one origin, then boom, here's another origin we throw at you. Well, yeah, I I put several others, or maybe just one other, at the end. So it's like vague. The reader's like, wait, okay, wait, hold on. Which one is it? Oh boy, the mystery's so big. I have to buy book two. You know, when book two comes out, that is not if when we're gonna do it. Yeah. Uh, if no, don't doubt us like that. All right, come on. Anyways, chapter nineteen. Dang, we are paid. We are paid forty-seven out of one forty-two. Forty-six. 47. Well, we're starting 47. Okay, guess that counts. My chapter, it looks... No, this is one of your chapters. It's a gym chapter. Ooh, you wrote most of it. the gym. I chapter. love Jim. Let's do Jim. I want you want to read Jim? I love Jim, bro. He's my favorite character. Alright. Chapter hey. 19. Okay, whatever. Do your chapter. Sure. Chapter 19. Jim jumped out of the truck and ran to the front door of Pepper. One of the nurses of New York Hospital. Sorry, I was like, what in the world? Let me read that. Jim jumped out of the truck and ran to the front door of Pepper. Makes no sense. Uh, of one of the nurses of New York Hospital. Jim slammed his hands hard on the door. Nothing. Matt stood behind Jim waiting. Jim twisted the doorknob. The door creaked open. Inside, shelves and furniture were knocked over, and the door to the backyard had been ripped off. Matt and Jim rushed to the back door and looked outside. A part of the fence had been broken. We're too late, said Jim, sighing. No time for pity. We need to check out the other seven people. Let's go, said Matt, grabbing Jim's arm. Said Matt, grabbing Jim's arm. There's like time passing. All of them were turned into these those horrible creatures, said Jim, turning off the truck. Jim slammed his hand on the steering wheel in anger. All we can do now is find out who started this, Jim. I'm sorry. We can't do anything else, said Matt. You're right. I want you to call up Julie and ask her to search up anyone who had been testing new operations with mutations, said Jim, starting back up the truck. All right, but why? asked Matt, dialing Julie. Because my gut is telling me someone had something to do with these creatures. Okay, pretty short chapter. Yeah, and I actually, you know what's hilarious? Yeah. I wrote the next one, too. Uh, They just keep coming, don't they? That, okay. (laughs) I think the that, next one is our first origin. <laughs> that that was the main difference between the two of us. You were all about quantity. I was all about quality. There, I think my <laughs> chapters are better. No offense, but you made you wrote so much more. You're you're at least like eighty percent of the Half book. Half of these were like inspired by my short stories of where I used to make zombie stories. Yeah. So for those who don't know, uh, in middle school we we were given a lot of short story projects, and I always mm-hmm. wanted to do something with like a, uh, like a virus or whatever. And of it, of the first like I guess you say prequel to this book that gave inspiration for this is when I wrote a cactus type virus where it's like basically a virus that turns somebody into a cactus, like they got spines all over them. And stuff. Not sorry to interrupt, but I think we explained this in part one. Did we really? Yeah. We both explained how we're doing like well, a short story thing. Okay. Feel free. So yeah, basically. Yeah, that was, that yeah. run time no, a bit. Done. I was done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this next chapter is mine. I'll read it too because it's mine. So and then but for, okay, for okay. on forward on, we won't read it based on whose chapter it is. Real quick, okay. The what? characters. All the named characters. Uh-huh. Okay. Evan. Very basic. Jim. Names. Matt Carl. Uh, Kai or Key or Kay or whatever. It's that one K-Y-E, receptionist, yeah. That one receptionist that died. That never ever has any other role in the entire book. She immediately died, and that was one of my uh, chapters. So fronts, I was killing off characters. Uh, there's Sly, Lt, Sean, two other guys that were named, uh, Mac, Josh, um, Joel, Stefan. Stefan, right? 
and now uh mechs we're probably missing a few but it's all right yeah and we are i don't know why I gave and there are more names i don't right. know why there's so many <laughs> and, and... <laughs> why did i give them so many names okay there are more um, later on too is the thing we just keep adding is... characters we don't pay anything off we and just then keep we just making more drop them we right what do they happen to them Shh, don't ask us they, we just they wrote the book. ran off into the sunset they're gone anyway exactly. next guy Hey guys, and thank you for listening to uh, today's episode of Nonsense and Storytime, our first piece of uh, content on our Patreon. Thank you so much for subscribing to this exclusive content. Be sure to keep on lookout for uh, part three of Nonsense and Storytime, or part two, technically, of our exclusive content on Patreon. Thank you for listening. Today we're going to uh, uh, shout out our Patreons uh, just before we finish up, and those are Newsboar and Beat Boy Bobby. Thank you again for uh, subscribing. Keep an eye out for part three of Nonsense and Storytime.